everyone. Welcome to the Blue Ridge Church of Christ podcast. My name is Phil Bruns. Thank you so much for taking time from your day to be with us. You know, we started our series last week to live free in 23, and today we're going to talk about finding the path, finding the path to live free in 23, and we're going to gain inspiration on that from a man who never was able to walk his whole life. So stay tuned. It's going to be a good one. You know, everybody listening today, myself and everyone included, always wants to live better. And today we're going to continue to work on that and strive for a better life as we continue to live free in 23. Some of you might be in a spot where, you know what, I just need a break to live free in 23. is is way too far ahead. I just need a break with what's going on now. Wherever you might find yourself, however your day might be going, today we have an inspiration from someone known only as the lame beggar. Lame beggar in Acts chapter 3. I'm going to go ahead and start and read, uh, read the story from the, uh, the NIV version. It starts in Acts chapter 3 and verse 1. One day Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at 3 in the afternoon. Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, Look at us! So the man gave his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, Silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk! Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as that same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. While the man held on to Peter and John, all the people were astonished and came running to them in the place called Solomon's Colonnade. When Peter saw this, he said to them, Fellow Israelites, why why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us if by our own power or godliness we have made this man walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his servant Jesus. You handed him over to be killed, and you disowned him before Pilate, though he had decided to let him go. You disowned the Holy and Righteous One and asked that a murderer be released to you. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead. We are witnesses of this. By faith in the name of Jesus, this man who you see and know was made strong. It is in Jesus' name that the faith that comes through him that has completely healed him, as you can all see. The man was just known as a lame beggar and had been lame and unable to walk since the day he was born. If you read on into chapter 4, you find out that the man was over 40 years old. During all that time, you can imagine, he's used to being ignored. He would see person after person who would pass by, who wouldn't even look him in the eye. You maybe have experienced that yourself if you see someone asking for a handout, someone sitting on the sidewalk with a cardboard sign looking for something to help them. 
But he was there begging day after day after day after day. And people had passed by him. Some maybe have helped a little bit. His debilitation had, had kept him uh, living a normal life since he was born. It kept him from walking here or there, playing games with friends as a kid. He never even stood up to shake someone's hand. The best he could do would be to be a beggar, nothing more. And even at that, he was brought there every day. And maybe and perhaps he was being used by someone else. But within moments, he was set free. He was set free. You know, for us to think about living free in 23, regardless of how we're feeling today, where we're at, what area or areas you want to feel like you can live free in 23, we've got to find the path. We've got to find a path to live free. So a couple of thoughts based on this story today. The first one is to see the wounds. You know, life has had and always will have a variety of experiences, some good, some bad, some maybe in the middle. Many of those will hopefully be great memories for you, fun experiences, growthful times, but there are humiliating times that help us to be humble. And there are times that, uh, that we're stuck that because we need to learn perseverance. It wasn't hard for the beggar to see the, his predicament. The man couldn't walk. He didn't look people in the eye. Put yourself in that spot, you know, being, being cynical. The view of the world that was ugly. He hated it. Sitting there at the gate. Getting very little help from people. Having to be humiliated. Brought, brought in and out day after day after day by somebody else. Cynicism certainly could have been a part of this man's world. How about hopelessness? Maybe he felt like he was just hopeless. Life just stinks here. I got the short end of the stick. I see all these people walking by. I have been without the ability to walk for all my life. And I am giving up hope. Life stinks. I've got the short end of the stick. And what was the thought of all the people that bypassed him every day? I'm sure a lot more bypassed than actually gave, similar to today. You know, sometimes life isn't just what you would always choose. In fact, a lot of time life happens to us, we don't actually choose it. But we have to clearly identify what is it that weighs us down? What is it that weighs you down? Again, for this man, it was obvious. Maybe for you, it might be less obvious. Maybe you, we need some soul searching. But we need to be able to see the wounds. Do you identify with this man? What is it that you're hanging on to? You know, there's been times in my life where, you know, things just didn't go as I had hoped. Things just didn't go as I had planned them out to be. Trying to live and make the right choices and live in the right way, thinking life would, would take me down path A, when in fact life didn't send me to path B, but actually path J or K or something farther away. And a path I didn't choose. 
And I look back to some of these times, I see a time that I needed some healing. I needed some reconciliation with me. I needed reconciliation with God because of the path that he sent me down was not the one I was aiming at. There was a time in my life that I was stuck because I, I just didn't identify what my problem was. And I wasn't sure if Jesus actually saw me. I wasn't sure if he could see me if I actually couldn't see myself clearly. I had to make sense of my process of thinking. Once I had my problem, once I could figure out my problem, which came indirectly through trying to help my wife and going through a book together and just trying to be supportive, in fact, expose an area of my life that I had not put two and two together. And when I saw my problem and saw what I really needed to work on, I could go to the source and I could work on that. Two things that helped me were just prayer. Of God, I I see myself more clearly. You have allowed it, God. You have helped me to see myself and my weakness, my character opportunity areas more clearly. Then another thing that helped me was actually just to look in the Bible, in God's Word, and look at characters that I see in the Bible, real people that lived their lives that I could identify with. Once we see those wounds, we have to want to change those and want to work on those and want to work through those. But we have to correctly identify what the problems are to try to solve. It starts with desire and then doing the work to to figure out what needs to be solved. And that comes through prayer. It comes through sometimes help from others, either professionals or even just friends. Sometimes a good conversation or two with someone can just help you see some of the opportunity areas in your life. Opportunity areas and parenting and getting parenting advice. Opportunity areas and just having confidence. If you spend time with confident people, that can help you be confident. Whereas the things that help me, just emulating biblical Jesus followers and being like them. Those are all ways that can help us to navigate through our wounds. But on our path to freedom, we have to see what our wound areas are. What are our opportunities that are blocking our path to living free. Secondly, as Peter and John looked right at this man known as the beggar, you have to see the wounded. Peter and John looked right at him in verse 3, and they say, look at us. It says he had seen seen the two walk in through the gate. So I just picture the lame beggar just kind of looking around at anyone, anything that's there. And Peter had to get his attention. He wasn't even looking at them. Look at us. Why? Because the lame beggar was really just expecting them to go on by just like everybody else. He wasn't really expecting someone to help them. But when he says, look at us, he gave his attention to them, looked right at them. 
What if one of those things don't occur? What if Peter and John don't look at the beggar or the beggar does not look back at Peter and John? This is the challenge for us and it is two-sided. First, the side of Peter and John. We need to be able to see each other and see uh, our, our needs. They didn't just walk by and think, ah, this stupid beggar is just there. They didn't look down on him. They didn't just brush past him and kind of look away and pretend to be busy or pretend to be talking as they walked by him. They, in fact, saw him as God's children. They, in fact, see him as a special being. They, in fact, saw the beggar as someone who needed what they have. They had the spirit of, you know what, I, I have something to offer this man. And it's the same for you today. An acquaintance of yours needs something from you today that you have. What is it? Who needs something from you today? We have to be able to see other people as special beings, as God children. And not to look up or to look down, but to see people side by side, arm in arm together, regardless of race, regardless of socioeconomic status, regardless of this or that, whatever it might be, whatever our culture puts divides in. We have to see each other as special beings, as God's creation, as God's children. We create a really small world for ourselves when we're just looking at people just like us. If I like a sports team, if my world is just people that like that same sports team, my friendships, my acquaintances, my relationships, people just like that same sports team, that's actually a pretty small world. Peter and John could have totally walked by this guy and nothing would have come from it. We wouldn't even know about it at all. So there's a side of Peter and John seeing this man who had some needs and seeing that they could actually help this person. But then there's the other side, the beggar looking at Peter and John. He saw who God has put in his life. You know, seeing, seeing the people around us, seeing who God has put in our lives to help us, is seeing God himself, is allowing and trusting and, 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 and being grateful for God working in your life by giving you the relationships that you currently have. But sometimes we're experiencing challenges and it's hard to see God. It's hard to see that. It's hard to be grateful it's hard to appreciate who God has put in our lives. And then we feel lonely. We feel unloved and we feel wounded and we start to circle in this downward spiral. When in fact we just need to look up as the beggar looked up to see Peter and John. We just need to look up to see who God is putting in our lives to help us. And not resisting, and resisting those thoughts of God doesn't see me or doesn't care when he's looking right at you. I'm reminded of Matthew 15, a story of the Canaanite woman. 
Starting in verse 21, Jesus went away from there and withdrew into the region of Tyre and Sidon. And a Canaanite woman from that region came out and began to cry out, saying, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. But he did not answer with even a word. And his disciples came up and urged him, saying, Send her away, because she just keeps shouting at us. But he answered and said, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and begged to bow down, began to bow down before him, saying, Lord, help me. Yet he answered and said, It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. And she said, Yes, Lord, but please help, for even the dogs feed on the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus said to her, O woman, your faith is great. It shall be done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed at once. Do you think that Jesus didn't see this woman from the beginning? Do you think he didn't hear and didn't know that she was there? He saw that she had great faith and he saw it from the beginning and allowed it to come out. Three different times. One, he ignores her. Two, he says he's actually here for someone else. Three, he tells her directly, I shouldn't help you. But he, in fact, was teaching the disciples what great faith was through that whole occurrence. I don't know how long it was, but certainly long enough for the disciples that were with Jesus to be bothered by this woman and her shouting and her screaming and her getting in the way and getting in front of them as they walked. Enough time for them to get irritated and say, Jesus, please send her away. She's bothering us. But he saw her all along. But she had to wait because Jesus was teaching his disciples what great faith was. She saw Jesus all along and kept going back again and again and again. The only ones in this moment that didn't see clearly here was actually the disciples. And for them, it was a learning moment. And perhaps that story with the Canaanite woman helped Peter and John see the beggar in Acts chapter 3. Because they learned what it meant to see the wounded and to see the wounds. God has given us each other. Let's open up our eyes. Who can you help today? Who needs you today? Who needs what you have to offer? So we need to see the wounds, see the wounded, and number three, to see the win. For the Canaanite woman, she had to persist. She knew there was something worth waiting for, so she kept going back. She had the faith, going after Jesus again and again, because you know what? Freedom isn't always easy. Living free takes effort. It doesn't always come as easy as we would like. Peter and John have nothing of earthly value to give the lame beggar. A big pile of gold, a big pile of silver may have helped in some way for the moment, 
but full and complete help was only coming through Jesus. And it was actually the help that was going to be more valuable for the beggar. This is difficult because we like to place our bets on things we can see. We like to place our bets on our time or I want it and I want it now. We like thinking in those terms. What they had was more valuable than a bags of gold or money. It was more valuable than a winning lottery ticket. Why? Because the value was over the long haul, including eternity. What's amazing to me is that the lame beggar, who again was more than 40 years old, believed him. He looked at Peter and John and believed what they said. What about for you? Do you believe that God can do miracles in your life? If you were the lame beggar, would you have tried to stand? Would you even have given it an effort? Or would you have laughed at Peter and John? That's a tough question. It's a tough question of would you take a chance on God? On Jesus' name? You know, he was wobbly at first, but his ankles quickly strengthened so that he could stand. And what a miracle. But it even goes farther than that. Not only did he stand, but all of a sudden, the lame beggar started to jump up and down, praising God, grateful for what he had. And it was the simplest of things. Everyone else around him, walking around all of their lives, he was now praising God that he had that ability. He was living free because he believed he could. He is so grateful. He could have taken the road of blaming God. Why did this take so long? I'm more than 40 years old. Why now? Why not 20 years ago, God? Why did I get all this discouragement of these people walking by? This wasn't on my time, God. I wanted this a long time ago. But he didn't blame God. He didn't hold grudges against everyone that had passed by and not offered them. In the story, Peter and Johnny, he walks with them to all the people there in the temple, and they all see him. They had all walked by. But there wasn't any smack talk. There was no hidden anger of like, you all walked past me and ignored me. Now look at me. He wasn't angry at the people. He was simply filled with joy. It was his belief that led him to now it was a more joyful life. His belief in Peter and John, the people that God had put in his world. But moreover, the name of Jesus, trusting in who God is and how he works. When he works. It's why we read this story. The verse 16 that we read in Acts chapter 3. And on the basis of faith in his name, it is the name of Jesus which has strengthened this man through whom you see and know. And the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect health in the presence of you all. It was through Jesus. So how do we find the path to live free in 23? That's what I want to know. 
What about me today? What are those burdens you carry, the wounds that you're hanging on to? Do they show up in your relationships with other people? We got to figure those out and figure out what we're going to work on. You got to figure out what is your wound that you want to work on. Then offer help to others. If nothing else, just be a friend and you initiate that. If we can be better neighbors with each other, the world will be a better place. God has given you talents. He's giving you skills. He's giving you a, your character that can benefit and be a blessing to your friends and to your neighbors. Let's look at this story. The story of the lame beggar, the man who could not walk, and be inspired to believe in the name of Jesus. You know, it just seems to always come back to him, to Jesus. And I got to tell you, he's worth it. There are plenty of biblical stories. And you may even know people yourselves, and even your story might be one of just an incredible, incredible, uh, a faithful story, a story of faith. But Jesus is worth it. Believe in him and the healing that comes through devotion to him. If we can see the wounds, if we can see the wounded, and see the win through Jesus, we'll be taking a major steps towards living three in 23, and to live as free people. I hope that was helpful, and if you liked it and would like to hear more, please don't forget to like and subscribe to this podcast. And if you're in the Charlottesville, Virginia area and would like to stop in and visit us at a Sunday service, please send us a note or visit our website at blueridgedisciples.org for more information.